Uh, so when do you plan to remove your clothing? <laughs> as soon as we hang up, You're I will take all my clothes clothing. off and begin the unboxing of my iPhone 10. <laughs> Did this? <laughs> has this always been a thing? It's a ritual. It, so every iteration that you go in on, you're you're seriously isn't, nude when you open it. Isn't that how everybody does it? <laughs> <laughs> Do you need extra hands? Is no. that part of it? Nope. No. You have an a, an appropriate compliment to accomplish everything that you need to accomplish while you're unboxing. <laughs> you want to be as just stripped down and laid bare before the mm. design philosophy of Johnny Ive as, as you mm. can be. You don't want anything between you and the iPhone. <laughs> Not even underwear. Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> I mean, I'm an unwashed heathen. I just buy it, open it, use it. Mm-hmm. You know, there isn't a yep. ritual involved. How do you really know it if you don't get intimate with it? I guess I don't. I'll never know it with the depth of of intimacy that you will. Uh, Should I do the intro? Let's do it. All right. Hello and welcome to Backers, a fortnightly podcast where we explore the most compelling campaigns in a category on Kickstarter and each pick a campaign to back. We are your hosts, Brian Dupuy and Chris Rump, and this week we're talking about what we back in the fashion category. And I feel intense. How's it going, buddy? <laughs> it's good. Do you feel uh, just enriched? And I mean, yeah, I do. You get to tap things. I feel like a new you get person. To have your face recognized. I get to learn uh, about life without a home button. Yeah, no home button. You get a notch. A your notch cup runneth mm-hmm. over. My phone has ears now. Yeah. <laughs> it's I kind of get it. A whole new world. <laughs> a new fantastic point of view. Mm. It's good. Mm. Uh, so <laughs> let's get back past our iPhone 10 aside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a big tangent. That's all. That's what I did today. That was uh, that, that was my what thing. You did. Yep. I should have been reviewing the show notes. I should have been preparing for us to talk here, but um, uh-huh. you know, instead I was with other Johnny Ive sycophants. Yeah, that's okay. As, as one does every what? Twice a year? Once a year? Once a year. Except for I Once do it about year? every two okay. years. I'm, I'm kind of. Mm. You don't really like Apple. You just like it. Yeah, I guess. I guess you would say that. Yeah. Hmm. So, so what happened? Let's what get happened back this to week? Kickstarter um, <laughs> crowdsourcing. <laughs> what's, what's what's going on this week? I uh I I found a thing that I I kind of want. It's it's a. Uh, I'll just read you the title. We're, we're talking about fashion. This is not fashion. This okay. is in other just, other areas, random areas, random news from around Kickstarter. Yeah, or random things that I kind of want. This one is the silent mode, the power nap mask with immersive high-end audio so we have the 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 cone of silence at work right the 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 bose what quiet quiet comfort 35 is that what it's called yep and uh i like it it's great on planes it's great at the office whenever i need the cone of silence 
so I can focus and concentrate on my work. This thing is, uh, is for like meditation, napping and sleeping. And there was a point at one time where I was trying to do something similar. Oh, <laughs> was this with the dog? It might have been with the dog where I was trying to oh, find sleep and, and peace with our new dog. Um, then that experiment didn't end well, but I got this thing that would, that like covered my eyes and also had ear pads that, that covered the ears in order to try to block out the horrors of the world. Uh, the only problem was it was really uncomfortable. Like the ear pads, they had two different styles of ear pads and one of them was like a flat cushion. The other one was more of a surround type, but neither one of them could you, like if you laid flat on your back, they were okay, but they were still kind of bulbous. They almost looked like regular headphone ear pads. So you, they would still kind of poke out a bit and your pillow would kind of shove them up and, and gouge them into your ears. But God forbid you try to lay on your side because that was just, you might as well slice off your ears because by the morning or even by an hour later, you had horrible divots in your head from where these things were digging in. But these things, the power nap mask silent mode looks like, uh, it's, it's got this, uh, what's it called? The, the memory foam. So it's got memory foam pretty much all around it. And the earphones are built into that memory phone so that, so that they're more comfortable. And so you're supposed to use them for, like I said, either naps or, meditation or just escaping for a little while. And I kind of want to try it. They're a little <laughs> pricey though, but I kind of Yeah, there are several times the price of those ostrich eye masks. <laughs> <laughs> but you, yes, I think if you wore this true. on a plane, you would not look like nearly the lunatic you do if you Correct. were wearing an ostrich eye mask. Yeah, I feel like this is would be more acceptable in human society. Than These have a certain ostrich. superhero quality to them. Right? You kind of look like, uh, who is the guy that, that would burn you down? That's Cyclops? Cyclops, yeah. You kinda, yeah, man. Kind of has Summers. a Cyclops vibe. These are kind of cool. Yeah, they, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, so that, that was the thing that I found that was totally unrelated to fashion, but... Uh, in digging around Kickstarter, I kind of, I kind of want to do it. So, what'd you find? I like that. I found something I do not want. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I showed this to you, Cuddy Tees. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still looking at. I looked at it right now. Now they're they're okay. on a twenty thousand dollar goal. A little ambitious. They have nineteen days uh-huh. to go. So by the time this okay. airs, people can still get in on this. They're currently at zero dollars pledged. Hmm. Let's, mm, this okay. is a t-shirt um t-shirt campaign for a run of shirts that have a photo mm. of a shirtless man in what appears to be his boxer shorts laying on the bottom of a bunk bed mm-hmm. cuddling a bag of potato chips okay <laughs> what? i just thought this, uh. i was like yes so, get in on this. I like the copy. Uh, my name is Zane. This is one of my best friends and roommate freshman year in college. This is a photo of Cuddy looking like a deer caught in headlights while snuggling a bag of potato chips. 
Mm-hmm. And then he goes on to explain <laughs> that he once put this on a shirt, and as he would wear this around town, around the world, people would stop him and say, well, like, we what is it? This. We need this. And so he's decided to make this a Kickstarter. I like it just is, how terrible the picture is, too. It is a pretty bad picture. He's not it's only just, snuggling the chips, but there's even a few of them like laying between the bag and his mouth like he just can't <laughs> even eat like a like a human. <laughs> It's just, uh, I mean, the subject matter is pretty hilarious, but it's also just such a poor photograph. Like, just it the is. composition, everything about it's just terrible. I mean, <laughs> I think if I had this on a shirt, I would wear it. <laughs> but but I don't know that I would back it. So, are we ready to talk about fashion? Yeah, we can talk about fashion. Did you have anything to say about um, luxury high heels for men? <laughs> I saw that. I actually that? almost, I almost put it in the list of things to talk about. <laughs> I had it copied in my clipboard, and then I came over to the show notes, and I was like, "Oh, what do you know?" Chris found it too. I mean, it, it is in fashion. <laughs> this week we are talking about fashion. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's notable in its own way, not because I think it has a whole lot of merit. I, I just don't know what to say about it. I mean, this is a campaign called Cross Sword. It's handcrafted luxury high heels for men. Uh huh. And it's a market. I'm just—they look like nice footwear, very nice yeah. leather high heels they do. for for men. Have you ever tried to wear high heels? Like even? Yeah, attempted? I mean, and and play right. I mean, there's always a curiosity of like, how does one actually wear these? Um, yeah, they they don't work well. It is difficult. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, anytime I've tried it, and I, I think it was mostly when I was a kid trying to wear my mom's shoes and clomp around in them in the kitchen and feeling like I'm up on stilts, <laughs> right? Uh, I mean, they look nice, they, but they do. Uh, I guess I'm just keep coming from a space, you know, these days where I'm thinking about zero drop footwear and, you know, even thinking, oh, yeah. I mean, maybe this women is... probably shouldn't be wearing high heels also. Yeah. And so to see a campaign that's coming out that just completely flies in the face of that just really caught mm-hmm. me by, they just caught me funny because I was like, this is something I would never even consider wearing since I'm all zero drop these days. You know, I should probably back it. Do you know why? I haven't got Did a you clue. scroll down enough? You didn't scroll down enough? I mean, I they think have, I scrolled through, but I didn't, didn't see. They have a model for me, Chris. The Dapper Brian. <laughs> That's all for you. Yeah. It's available in polished black Italian leather or patent leather. The smooth flowing lines and minimal decoration. The Brian is smart, clean, and chic. Just like the real Brian. I think, I think they made it for me, but they're 315 pounds. Yeah. For the opportunity to ruin your tendons and shorten your calf <laughs> muscles. Yeah. It's a bargain. Oh, yeah. So, do not want. No. I had to do something. I I was flipping through the fashion project, and I just kept running into enamel pins. <laughs> did you? And it, what's funny is I actually did a Google search to figure out if 
Kickstarter's advanced search would allow me to exclude terms. So I could exclude enamel pins and I could not. So then I decided, well, how many are there? Do you know how many enamel pin projects there are in the fashion category, Chris? Yeah, I feel like Out of we... 410... Project. I feel like we kind of keep returning to this every week that we are do. surprised at enamel pins, and it feels like that should have gone away. And in the fashion category it, in a whole, I think it's just the category of like shoes, four-way stretch fra- fabrics, dress shirts, <laughs> and just oh so many pins. But yeah. I think I just became numb to them, and as I was scrolling past, <laughs> anything that was enamel pin just didn't register anymore. But how many pin projects That's did you good. find? The, uh, at this time, there are 55. That's literally one in eight. As you're scrolling, because they page nine at a time, you will see on average at least one per page. And often it felt like I would get six out of eight. That's how it, that's the psychology I went in with after a time. It's like, yeah, I'm just scrolling through a sea of enamel pins. Yeah, it started to feel like um, what when you do a, a search and there are ad results mixed in with your search results. <laughs> And you just kind of learn to gloss over those. They don't register the anymore. brain excludes them. Exactly. Yes. That's the way I started getting with all these pin projects. I guess I guess I kind of did the same because I couldn't tell you many of them that I saw. Like they just didn't at, – at, at some point, I ceased allowing them have to have purchase in my brain. So go brain. That's powerful stuff. And yet there's still part of me that feels like if – one did tickle my fancy like if it was something that spoke to me i'd probably just back it <laughs> well we do i don't know what it would be coming you know what it was i think there was one I'm, I'm recalling it now there was one that was like a a tattoo gun enamel pin okay you know a pin that had the shape of an enamel. and the first time i looked at it i thought is that a fountain pen maybe i'll buy a <laughs> fountain pen enamel pin uh-huh <laughs> Yeah, uh, that would cause you to do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. That might do it. Yeah. Do you have any more before we get to our actual mentionable picks? I don't think so. All right. Do you? Uh, let's see. You have more than me again, so why don't we start with uh, your first mentionable pick? Yeah, I was just kind of just shoveling them into the mentionable category as I found something that I thought was kind of cool. So the, the first one that I think is worth talking about. So yeah, this project is one that I thought was of note, but doesn't really solve a problem that I necessarily have, nor is it um, a piece of clothing that I have personal need for, but all the same, I thought it was, well, basically an extraordinary idea for a project. And I thought it was worth mentioning just mentioning it and trying to raise awareness for it. So this is the, with Honor brand of active sportswear for women. That is, as they call it, modest inclusive. So the With Honor campaign is to raise funding for two different types of sportswear. The snap jab, well, that's the way it looks to me. It might be the snap job, mm-hmm. and the Aurora hoodie. Which which do you think it is? Um, did you I, did you get a chance to see it? Like the I correct did. pronunciation, quote unquote. I think it's the snap job. I think you're snap right. Snap job, right. So yeah. the snap job effectively looks like a hijab that's constructed of moisture wicking fabrics to help the body cool during perspiration, during uh, exercise. And then the Aurora hoodie is a hoodie 
that basically has the snap job integrated into it instead of like a standard loose fitting hoodie that or loose fitting hood that you would see on a standard hoodie. So I just thought this was really kind of interesting and it reminded me of uh you're familiar with 99% invisible. Mm-hmm. And there was a recent episode on 99PI. It was their 278th episode called The Athletic Brazier. I and, heard that one. Okay, so yeah, so I thought this tied in really nicely to this project where uh 99PI and for anyone that hasn't listened to 99PI, if you know, you're starting into the world of podcasts, maybe you haven't heard this yet. If you've listened to a lot of podcasts, there's no doubt this one's on your radar. But 99% Invisible is all about kind of exploring the objects, the architecture, the world we see around us, and noting that there's intentionality in design everywhere, right? So they mm. explore stories about how things get made, and the, basically the the unnoticed stories about, that are behind everything we see around us. So they did this story on the, the jog bra or the sports bra about how that yep. became to be. And... And it was this, fascinating. Yeah, it was really, really uh, just engaging and fascinating. And it just talked about how following the passage of Title IX back in 1972, that there was just this surge in interest for women's athletics that hadn't been there before, right? And as they said, but their breasts presented an obstacle because the athletic <laughs> wear at the time didn't take into consideration women physiology. So yep. some women, right, solved that problem. And here again, this... Uh, this uh, snap job, I think, is solving a problem that is another one of those invisible problems, at least in mass, right? So, oh yeah, i I clicked on it, and it from the show notes, I hadn't seen it while I was flipping through, and I was stunned. I just couldn't. It's such a cool idea. I just it it was just like, oh my gosh, of course, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. And it, I thought, too, that even last year in the Rio Olympics, mm. the first U.S. athlete to compete wearing a hijab, she was a Muslim-American that participated in, uh, in fencing. So that was kind of, I think, the first time that I was exposed to that idea. Like, oh, yeah, you know, for, for women, that whether it's religious reasons or just means of expressing their identity, for whatever reason that a woman would choose to wear a hijab. And, you know, for our purposes here, why isn't important? What is important that is if... A woman chooses to do so, and the current states of sports apparel is that they would be prevented from participating or at least have challenges to participating in sports. Yep. Well, then this steps in and solves that, that need. So I thought that was just a really cool project. That is very cool. And it looks like they closed backing and just barely met their goal. So um, it's going to oh, be sweet. something that comes to life. So, you know, congrats to them. Yeah, that is excellent. So my first mentionable project was mostly mentionable uh, for the campaign itself. Probably not the actual product. Uh, This is redefining men's luxury leather goods, Nobleman. And it's a, the, the, the subtext is world's first luxury brand exclusively for men without the exorbitant prices join the manly revolution. And so the, the advertising (laughs) <laughs> it, it, you remember this one, right? Mm-hmm. It's uh, a dapper-looking gentleman in a suit holding a bag in front of a Rolls-Royce in front of a <laughs> jet, 
right? Yep. Could it be any more elegant and sophisticated and urbane, right? Yes. Just, oh my gosh. And you want to, so you scroll down and there's the guy. Oh, and he's tatted up too. I didn't realize that. There's it the looks guy like in a, the jet. He's got that um, David Beckham kind of aura about yes, him. Yes. That rough, rugged, handsome, sophisticated type of thing. Oh, man. Yeah. You'd look at it and you're just like, I want to be manly. I want to be in front of a Rolls Royce and a Lear. But uh, I mean, they're nice leather products. They're, they're bags of varying types. And I know that you're big on bags of varying types. I don't know whether you looked at these and thought they improved anything in particular, but this was mostly just, oh man, did they these guys sexy. know how to market? Oh yeah. So that, I, that was just one of my mentionable ones. Yeah. They kind of have the you know, like the design kind of sensibility of like almost an upscale Filson. Mm, that's what I was thinking. To them, yeah. And I think they look great. I don't know what an upscale Filson is anyway, by the way. I'm just <laughs> you don't, full you don't know confession. What is. I don't know what it is, but I agree with you. Hmm. So what's next? I, I like this uh, project about sneakers design disguised yeah. as dress shoes. I think you I, saw that one too. Yeah, that was on my short list. And this is like the exact uh, opposite of the high heels for men, where <laughs> it is. You're here right. is like really cool looking footwear that has a what do you say a more formal appearance to it, but mm-hmm. comfort in mind. Uh, very tempting. Yep. So, project by Noble Soul, and they're they're the Canadian company mm-hmm. out of Toronto that was creating footwear. That, like I said, had a number of different designs that, like the Oxford wingtip, even a shoe with a monk strap. So, very uh, classic footwear designs for whatever, upper end, more formal occasions. But on the inside, designed like a sneaker. So, I just thought they were really cool. The reason I didn't back this was... The same reason I didn't. Yeah, just I have a real hang up purchasing footwear online, especially that I can't return. And when you're backing something Kickstarter, you never quite know what the return policy is going to be. So, um, you know, and I don't know. I have kind of odd shaped feet anyway. I find like (laughs) getting footwear fitted (laughs) uh, correctly uh, just is always such a just a tough thing to do. So All I just right. had reservations about jumping in and doing this one. Yeah, it didn't hurt that it was, and they're pricey. Yeah, one hundred and sixty nine Canadian for the cheapest yeah. level, and, and that definitely not hurts even available. too. Yeah, coming yeah. in, so that's about two hundred dollars. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's the post campaign price, two hundred dollars. So yeah, yeah, not inexpensive footwear, but they look great. Yeah, I, w- I was the same way. I, I really liked them, and I love the concept. I love comfortable but nice-looking footwear, but for the same reasons, I passed. Yeah. Uh, so my next one. <laughs> my next one, it, um, I won't say it was on my short list. I did find it interesting for reasons that will become clear. Um, these are the UFM Adjustable Underwear 3-inch Inseam Trunk polyester or <laughs> you're laughing i didn't even click into this one you no? and your underwear okay you yeah. and your bespoke well, i yeah um 
special uh, underwears. Our listeners might not know this, but I've been on a quest for the perfect pair of underwear ever since the Flint and Tinders. My problem is, and I don't know if you've had this, Chris, my Flint and <laughs> Tinders, they started wearing. They, they, the, the, like the elastic started wearing the, the, I started getting holes in various places. I don't They're think that's a out. knock on Flint and Tinder, though. I mean, oh no, 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 you've no, had no. that underwear for what five for years? A long time. I'm not knocking them, but I needed new underwear, and mm-hmm. I can't buy the underwear that Flint and Tinder used to sell me. They they don't make that anymore. So oh, I decided okay. to see what else was out there, and uh, I've had a few aborted attempts at different. Uh, in modern styles, um, <laughs> <laughs> very adventurous ones that I purchased on accident from Amazon that arrived with features that I had never even imagined in in an underwear. Um, so when this one popped up and it was yet another special underwear, I decided, yeah, I need to mention this one. So the these are these are patent pending. They are, and they've got a shtick. Uh, so you know. Most underwear has waistbands. They've they're breathable. They're all of that. This one, the patent pending feature of these is a drawstring. Um, now you might think, oh, drawstrings. I've had drawstrings on shorts before. Mm-hmm. Not like this. <laughs> this is a drawstring. Um, oh, uh huh. Yeah, I'm starting to put this it together now. I didn't see where the drawstring goes. Yeah, the drawstring goes under the bait and tackle. It it loops <laughs> under the bait and tackle so it, that I it guess sure you, does. Can, you can adjust cinch it up. You can cinch up the bait and tackle. I I guess that's a a benefit. I can't imagine. Well, you know, we were talking about uh, jog bras and how they solved a specific jiggly problem, if you will. <laughs> Right? <laughs> is that I what admit, this does? I'm it, really it, curious. Yeah. I'm very, very curious as to what that would accomplish in the old uh, nether regions. I can't imagine it being a comfortable feeling cinching that up. Maybe it's for sports because, you know, they're they're showing a guy below who's golfing. Gol- golfing. Yeah. Where one would need particular control of one's genital position, but maybe they're targeting it to the, the sports market. I could see it maybe for hockey or uh, f- football or racquetball or something like that, but <laughs> bespoke racquetball underwear. Yeah. I can't imagine cinching up a drawstring around my, around my bait and tackle. And yet I'm a little but, curious. Uh, yeah, I am too. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't mind trying it just to try it, but I can't stop uh, looking at it. I know it's fascinating. So take a look, listeners. Tell me what you think about <laughs> cinching up your privates. I mean, I guess it's kind of like a bra. That's what they do, right? They 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 compress and, and kind of keep things in place in case. Yeah. So this is a similar type of thing. Yeah. But mentionable. <laughs> Very mentionable. I had yeah. not, I didn't see that one. It's uh, a good one. So what you got next, man? The next one I've got is the City, 
C I T E E, the city maps printed on T-shirts. Huh. So this is a campaign where it's another T-shirt campaign. This one actually I thought was pretty cool though, and I, I mean it's well past its goal. Its goal was only a thousand dollars and change, and they're four times that now. But their whole thing is to run a campaign where they have T-shirts and either like black shade or white shades. And with city map, just printed on them across the shirt. And I know that sounds kind of plain, but when you see them, you realize that the just the topography or the city a city map printed on a shirt actually looks pretty cool. It's like a graphic tee. And yeah. it could be kind of cool to have a city printed on your shirt that is a city that means something to you. Maybe where you live or a favorite place you visited. Right. And I just kind of like that. And I know that there have been other companies that have done this for like wall hangings, pictures yep. that you could frame, put on your wall. And I've considered doing that. They're pretty that popular. Too. Yeah. And I just thought this was a neat one. The, the thing that really held me back was, again, just the price. It's a campaign that's in euros out of the UK. Or actually pounds, not euros. Oh, my goodness. We're going to get mail from <laughs> our one UK, UK, UK we listener. We just lost them. Yep, he's gone. Yeah, so to get a t-shirt, just looking back down, is about $26 plus probably another $10 in mm. shipping charge. Makes for like a $40 t-shirt. And yeah. just didn't want to go there. No, that's but a little pricey. Noteworthy for sure because I think it's a really cool idea and the shirts look great. So my final pick, and this one was on the short list, and I might still... Uh, back it at some level. Uh, this is the complete shave subscription by Cardenham Killigrew. Have you seen this one? I'm clicking right now. Click it. It's Ooh. uh yeah. You know how we are with our shaving stuff. Now mm-hmm. this is kind of like he bills it as a competitor to both. Well, all the shaping mechanisms and subscriptions like Dollar Shave Club and. Uh, those types of things. Harry's, yes. But what sets them apart is they send you four deliveries a year of a metal razor with like, like we use a double ended or a a double edged safety razor. Uh, they will send you a boar hairbrush, shave soap, blades, aftershave balm and cologne. And then they'll follow it up with additional shave soap and blades and balm and cologne mm-hmm. every quarter. Um, and so it's kind of an upscale one for those of us that prefer the double-edged safety razors. They've also got one that um, has a straight razor as well and a blacked out straight razor, which I thought looked really boss. <laughs> My uh, and, and so they've got that, and they also have a level where you can just get a trial shipment of the works, and you're not signed up for the year. And I'm a little bit tempted to do this. Just I'm, as you can probably appreciate, I'm a little nervous about the products. Right? I like to, like we we found various shaving creams that have appealed to us, but it's kind of hit or miss and you're either going to like it or you're not going to like it. And I would want to make sure that I liked it before I signed up for a year's worth of it. Right. So, yep. so I'm just kind but, of setting eyes on this for the first time because I didn't do my homework, but so you get four shipments or four deliveries a year. 
Do you get yes. a, a a safety razor every time? You don't get the metal razor. Okay. You you get the metal razor and the boar hair brush the first time. Okay, that makes sense. I was like, <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. I mean, one of the whole things about getting exactly you know, if you choose to start going into the the double edge lifestyle Realm. is that you <laughs> buy your razor, yeah, pretty much once and then replace the blades. Yeah, I mean, it looks interesting. Yeah. So I might go for the give it a try model. It's still expensive for what it is, although our shaving cream is fairly expensive as well. So Yeah, I was going to say, honestly, looking at it here, like it says, what, pledge $50 or more, that's the I want to give it a try? Yep. Where you get the trial shipment of the razor, tin blades, uh, a poor hair shave brush, shave soap, shave balm, and cologne. Yep. I mean, that... Actually, it doesn't seem like a unreasonable, yeah, unreasonable value. No. It's just a matter of whether you actually like the product, right? The If they're, if they're good quality soap, balm, and cologne, then that's awesome. If they smell like a raccoon's ass, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, that's my only hesitation. 50 bucks is a lot to pay to smell like a raccoon's ass. It is. So, but I might. Uh, Who knows? I kind of want to get this, uh, this straight razor. I've never gone that route. I haven't either. It's kind of tempting, although I'd probably kill myself. Or someone else. <laughs> so somebody's somebody's going to die. The Barber of Seville. So yeah. did you have any more before we talk about our, uh, our actual picks? Well, I've got one more, but mm-hmm. it actually happens to be uh-huh. your backed pick. So I know. I don't want to spoil that. No, let's not spoil it. Um, so why don't you tell me what yeah. you picked? All right. You want me to go? I'll go first. Dun, 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 dun. So I picked dun, 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 dun. <laughs> the world's best running shorts part two. So this campaign is from a group called, oh, goodness. Yeah. Uh, True Revo. And they're a, this is a follow-up campaign to a successful campaign that they had previously. And this is for the second iteration of some special running shorts. So I've recently started running more. You actually shamed me into getting some new running <laughs> shoes. You looked Atta at the, boy. the paltry footwear I was wearing, and I was complaining <laughs> about knee pain. And you said, dude, get some new shoes. So I did that, and... That's what happens um, when you run in flip-flops. Yeah, exactly. So I, I am trying to, to find this runner lifestyle that, that you enjoy. Um, yes. One it, of us. You know, I, I haven't actually been cycling in a while, but I still fancy myself in my heart as a cyclist. Yeah. But the, the problem with cycling that I always end up in, that just getting going is so much tougher than running where you just kind of slap on a pair of shorts and some shoes and run out the door. You know, there's no tires to inflate and you don't have to dress like a superhero. So I've just been running out there like a troglodyte holding my phone in my hand as, <laughs> as I run. And I don't know how you deal with this. Um, I'm not going to go the route where I buy those special arm straps and all that stuff to mm. put my arm on my shoulder or whatever. And mm-hmm. so these running shorts are a solution to this problem of if you run and you carry a, a smartphone with you, where do you put that thing? So the, the running shorts are consist of, consist of two parts or two layers. There's 
a running tights inner layer and that's like a compression short almost. And then there's an outer layer to the shorts that's pretty much just like a standard running short. But the cool yep. part is that through the outer layer, you can reach into the pockets, which is also cool because a lot of times running shorts don't have pockets, in my experience, right. is what I've been finding. Oh, yeah. So you can reach through the pocket, and there's actually a pocket on the inner running tights that's smartphone size. So you can slip it in there, and it will it like basically adhere to your thigh. It'll stick there in place. And you can put other things there, too, if... If you're a runner that doesn't carry a phone, if you wanted to carry your keys or a, you know, card or whatever else. Um, yeah, that's usually just, what I do is I carry my in there. key card to the door. Yep. Yep, exactly. Hmm. And I always like to carry a phone um, for the just the safety reason if you need to make a call. But also, I kind of like having a camera with me wherever I go to. Sometimes if Man. I'm running and stop and want to take a picture, you know, so I want to have that phone with me. And I just thought that these were kind of a ingenious little product that solved a need and weren't badly priced. They're um, what the lower levels around thirty dollars to back these. Really? Yep. That is pretty impressive. Maybe I'll have to jump in. Yeah, I have long worn the two-in-one shorts from various manufacturers with which have a an inner compression sleeve and an outer regular short, primarily for chafing because. I had big problems when I was marathon training with with just tearing my legs up or my groin up with chafing. And so I already wear two-in-ones, and so this would be a similar type of thing. And to answer your question, how do I solve the – how do I carry my phone? I don't carry my phone. Okay. I have a – I carry a, a, a one of the little tiny iPod mini or nano or whatever those things were called, the displayless – oh, shuffle – um, yeah. and play music on that. And that's the only thing that I bring, but I tell you, this price is pretty astonishing for a two in one type of short because the main manufacturers, they charge 60, 70 bucks for a two in one running short. So, yeah, I felt like at this price, it was just really worth a shot. So the, uh, super early bird price is a $25 pledge for their SPS two shirt. It's a short, it's like this two-in-one. Um, they expect a real t- retail price around $50. And Man. when that's gone, they'll probably be around 33 or $35. It's a good deal. I kind of want to back it now. Yeah, get in there. So that's that's what I found. So, Brian, what did you find? Good selection, buddy. Yeah, I think so... You, I uh, think you found <laughs> something awesome. I did. Uh, so the thing that I backed uh, is... Paca, the alpaca wool sweater, a handmade alpaca wool sweater from the Andes Mountains, softer than cashmere, as warm as polar bear fur, and less than 10 ounces. So I, uh, we both happened upon this one. Uh, this one was on our short list from, for quite a while. Uh, the, and I don't know what did it for you, but Everything about the campaign just captured me. They did the human element with mm-hmm. the people that make it and, you know, mm-hmm. made in the Andes Mountains. They featured the alpacas and the people. And I'm the, a sucker. Uh, I, I must I'm a be. sucker for that. Uh, no, I said I'm a sucker yeah. for that. I mean, they introduced us to the Chosky family where each woman had grown up learning how to weave from mother to mother. And, you know, these are hard workers. And it's a, it was just a well-constructed 
campaign, but the product, I, I believe it. I bought into it. Uh, and I'm not even a cold blooded person. I usually don't wear sweaters or hoodies or anything, but, uh, they, they sold it well. It looks like it'll be soft and warm and three times lighter than sheep wool and moisture whipping, wicking and hypoallergen. It's perfect. Uh, why haven't we made everything out of alpaca yet? Exactly. That's what I know. So yeah, I'm the opposite. Uh, I am cold blooded and I'm always looking, yes? walking around the office with my Mr. Rogers cardigan <laughs> on and that's right. So I got me a hoodie and, uh, I, should we, should we tell everybody? <laughs> I think so. I had, <laughs> so we, we had this in the morning. Uh, it was ending. We were going through campaigns and, I popped through again and I, I saw PACA again and it ended in 34 minutes and I was staring at it and I was like, I think I have to do this. I think this is the one I have to do. And, uh, I backed it and I told Chris, I kind of broke the, the rules of the game and told him that I had backed something. Mm. And what did you say? Did you back something made out of alpaca? (laughs) That's exactly what I think I said. I was like, maybe. (laughs) And then because I was sitting there in the morning too, staring (laughs) at this Kickstarter page with the the countdown. Right, like forty-five minutes to go, forty-three minutes to go, forty-one minutes Mm -hmm. to go, and. Truth be told, I've actually been looking at this, or was looking at this project, for about the last three, three and a half weeks. Oh, wow. So, even when we were back doing our design uh, episode, mm. I would, I had, this one had come across, I don't even remember what site picked this up, but it was something external to Kickstarter, and done. sent me to Kickstarter, and I was like, man, this looks like a great hoodie, and... I've actually been looking for a new hoodie and just have had some, I don't know, reservations or difficulties trying to, trying to sort one out. Mm-hmm. So like I'd been sitting on this and I knew that this project was still going to be running when we hit the fashion. So I thought that I just had this <laughs> in the bag. I was like, you were already you know, done when we stop recording design. I was just going to go, you know, back this. I don't and know. Hold it over my head for two weeks. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know what it was that kind of held me back from just backing it. And maybe it was mm-hmm. I felt that I just hadn't given the rest of the projects in the category their due. Yeah, that's um, valid. Maybe it was just being fearful of picking the wrong size. <laughs> yeah, there is that. I always have that. Um, I changed it three times, I think, the size that I got. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> And yeah, it was the eve of when the project was going to wrap up. I said, well, I'm going to get up in the morning. I'll have plenty of time to make a decision. Mm-hmm. And then I got up in the morning and life just happened. Like I was still looking at it, <laughs> but I was also chasing a two and a half year old around the house and uh, it just kind of got away from me. That does and, make browsing campaigns difficult. Uh, it does. And I just decided in the end, you know, it looks like a great hoodie, but I'll just let it go. I'll go pick up a merino sweater from Icebreaker or something like that. Mm-hmm. You poor guy. So you missed out. And then you I had back it. significant fear of missing out. <laughs> so I groveled. Mm-hmm. 
and what ask you if you would let me <laughs> if you would let me join. If you let me, if I let you glom on to my what? campaign backing, yes. Uh-huh. So, and, uh huh. So, and in my magnanimity, I deign to allow you <laughs> to, <laughs> to glom on. So now I've got two hoodies showing up. Yeah, we'll be we'll be brothers. Yeah, and they're not my, super cheap, but I think for the quality no. that they are, I mean, alpaca wool is not cheap. Um, yeah. I don't think you can look around and find. That's the other thing you can't look around and find alpaca sweaters with just this design anywhere. Right. Right. Yeah. It is a nice design. It's yeah. simple, but but attractive. And boy, did they knock this one out of the park! They uh, they ended up closing. Did you see how much they closed with? Oh, over three hundred and forty-seven thousand yeah. dollars. That's impressive. Yeah, they did super good. Yeah, and I don't think that counts extras. Like whenever you glommed on, I don't think that counts that. Oh, I think you're right. I yeah, think that just that's just is my the, pledge. Mm-hmm. So they did even more. So that so, was uh, that was the story of Packa. Yeah. And that is it for fashion. So between my running shorts, my glom on to the alpaca wool sweater, <laughs> uh huh, and my iPhone ten good. purchase this morning, it's going to oh, be a God. pretty pretty light Christmas. Do you need a <laughs> you need a loan? <laughs> you need to sell plasma <laughs> or or sperm or something? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> You'll do anything. <laughs> oh. So what do we have on tap for next time? Next week is uh, film and video. You have any immediate thoughts about the film and video category? Uh, is it okay to say no? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's okay to I say no because I haven't taken a glance yet. Yeah, how big is it? Do we know? Are there? Oh God, I have no idea. Don't let it be tiny. I can check real Hold quick. On. Oh no, it, we're okay. Not, it it's is, got yeah, more than it's, fashion. It's, okay, four hundred and four hundred eighty-two right now. That's a little yeah. daunting. No, we got it. All we got to do is find one that talks about uh, either uh, enamel pins or aeropresses. Is the aeropress one still alive? It's dead, uh, isn't it? I think that, yeah, that's gone. It's but not yeah, open there's anymore. documentary categories, comedy, drama, experimental. Yeah. <laughs> experimental. <laughs> okay. Woo. <laughs> Web series, science fiction, should romance, we, uh, narrative. Yeah, film. should we do experimental? Should we? Should we put an additional make it super challenging level of pain? Yeah, there are five experimental projects, so that'll be really easy mm. to vet. Yeah, there's one about uh, there's a movie about marzipan. <laughs> okay, okay, I I'm really tempted. Hold on a sec. I just want to search for something because if hold on, there's a movie. There's about... no. Enamel pins in this category. Hallelujah. At all. We have found our place. <sighs> it's going to be a, <laughs> a quiet respite. Mm-hmm. Did you mean to, to put an accent on the E in video? I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were trying to be avant-garde. I thought you were making a statement. I was, I was actually staring at that, too, going, what is that accent doing on the E? <laughs> I thought you did it on purpose. <laughs> oh, well. Okay. You ready to take us home? I think so. All right. All right. Let's get out of here. Mm. That's all our time for today. Thank you so much for listening. 
Join us next time when we will be exploring and backing one campaign from Kickstarter's film and video category. Backers is produced by Chris Rump and Brian Dupuis. You can find the show notes for this episode and our previous episodes at our website, backerspodcast.com. You can contact us on Twitter at backerspodcast or individually at Rumpfy and at Coldforge. Join us again next time, and until then, back responsibly.